My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me as podcast producer is Ryan Buds. Hi, Hello. how you doing? Nice to see you. I'm in a great mood. How about you? I'm. You know what? I I'm enjoying my Sunday. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I've been working all day. I painted the green screen at the Tosh Point oh studio. You painted the green screen. <sighs> I just did. just for kicks, did you do yeah. it like like pink? Like <laughs> yeah, Hey, look, I'm funny. Up. I'm the funny guy. You green <laughs> screen. Yeah. So so uh, is there a particular kind of paint that you it's use like for a, a green screen? It's just a neon green screen paint. Yeah. But it's a it's a pretty big area. I mean it's way bigger than the room we're in right now. So I had to get one of those long stick rollers and kind of just do it. It took me about two and a half hours. Cool. That's your new job. Uh, no, it was just a one-time thing. It was ah. uh, I'm a production assistant on Tosh, and uh, they asked me to come in and do that for like kind of like overtime uh, pay oh. and all that stuff. Yeah, we've got we've got a guest here. Her yeah. name is Pippa Hinchley. Hey, Pippa. And she she's been she's done Hello. so much broadcast that she knows not to talk until somebody introduces her. <laughs> but she got so excited that she actually wrote down "I love Tosh" yep. on, I on a piece of paper. <laughs> have you ever worked with with Tosh? No, no not yet. Now, now I know what I have to do for two for with Ryan today I mean obviously <laughs> wow Ryan's getting lucky that's yep. yay Ryan how are you at painting <laughs> I'm very good at painting and I and I buy beers oh very yes good. okay you sounds know? good beer nice. and food I have to give you a studio tour yeah. <gasps> oh yes. <laughs> is that like show you my etchings yes like, that's right hey come up and see my studio tour. isn't that what you say to people, you, people? that's why that is what I say come up and see my studio I say <laughs> Come up and have a private consultation. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I say that, and then I'm like, it's, it, it ends up being a studio apartment. <laughs> Come see my studio. It's my yeah. studio. It's there so you go. There you go. I do film things there, but it is just an apartment. It's, I don't want to know. Yeah, right. I don't want to know. But this also, you know, of course, proves my theory that all roads lead to Ryan Buds and that everything he touches is magic. Because now, <laughs> now people are actually trying to network with Ryan to Ex get... Jobs yeah. or to meet. Forget uh, the interview, Pilar. Like, can I just go off and talk to Ryan? Sure. For a hours? And, you know. Everything I touch is magic, except the record button. Sometimes. Yes, um, that's true. That's true, Ryan. Are we all plugged in here? We yes. are plugged in, and the world is hearing this yes. right now. Ryan lost an episode last <gasps> week. I technically should be fired. I, mean, uh, I should be painting two studio you green screens really, today. No, you know everybody. I was I was telling Ryan every producer has lost an episode. It's almost like a, I don't know. It's a rite of passage. It is rite a of passage. rite of passage. Yes. So did Pat tell you that I texted him and I'm like, I feel really bad. Yes, yeah. he did. Right. He did. I was right there. Oh boy. That's like you know you're oh, married, you guys are married, right? right? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> like right there, you know. The first thing I said was tell him he's stupid, and then I just, I changed it to. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him it's absolutely fine. And it is. Um, I wanted to ask you guys before we, we get into all this. I just saw a movie yesterday that I was so happy about. So Ooh. happy about. Have you seen In a World? Mm -mm. No. I heard it's great, though. Lake Bell. She wrote it. She directed it. She's in it. And, you know, usually that means one of those things is bad, right? Sure. She She nails it. It is a great movie. And I think... 
it's it's character driven. It's got a great concept. It weaves in all of the characters together. It, it oh. you know, A, B, and C stories. It makes you laugh. You moved. I'm like, thank you. A little you. bit of everything. Thanks for a good movie night. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So I can. Oh, it's on. Is it something you can get on Redbox type? It, no, it's on. It's right now. It's in theaters like Lemley right now. Oh, right. Like I okay. wish that it was. I hope that it gets enough steam that that oh, maybe sure. it, it could get into bigger theaters and longer. I don't know how Definitely. all that stuff works. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. It's really worth seeing. I'm I am right now actively campaigning to get her on the podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'll have to help oh, you. That'd be fantastic. That would be really good. So Ryan, if you could get a job with her so okay. that I can butter could up you. Just to you too. Do you think could you bring her in and just sit there and then I'll just come and hang out that day? Right, really we don't we don't want to talk to each other. We just want to yeah. you know, I she wonder if she needs any people. painting done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just around her house, maybe I can <laughs> <laughs> show up. Maybe she'll give you a studio tour. Oh, boy. Hey. <laughs> I saw a movie that was the opposite of everything you just said called really? Elysium. It yet, and I it everybody is saying the same thing, so I don't know if I'm gonna see it till I have that to, might I have be to rent it. I, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, Wow, this is the opposite of what Pilar teaches oh, <laughs> like almost, almost the whole time. You're so it would almost be a great script, uh, screenplay for you to get a hold of to teach the opposite, why, yeah, why things went wrong. Well, you learn you know so I mean? much from when you don't like something yeah. working out why you don't, what doesn't work, oh, man. I think. and you know, in the first 15 minutes, you're like, This is not gonna get better. You're, uh. like, you're like, There's not really gonna be anything that makes this turn around what's already been ruined for me in the first five or How ten minutes. Disappointing, and, uh, okay. and I just walked out of there going, Oh, I was, I was, I thought the trailer was decent, and I thought the posters were great, and I love the idea of this other planet where rich people have relocated to, and it just all, all fell apart, huh. Okay, so yeah. we've got a big thumbs down, mm-hmm. and we have a thumbs up on the other one. We yes. never, we don't actually. This isn't a movie review podcast, but it is now. There yes. it is yeah. now. That's right. Anything you'd like to recommend, Pippa? No, because I'm always so far behind. It's actually embarrassing. Um, usually, what happens is that I'm working on something, uh, a script of some sort. Especially if I'm working with a producer, and w- the only way that I find to connect with people when it, when it's a sort of writer for hire thing or something like that is to reference films. So I spend an awful lot of time with a very long list of of films that they maybe do or don't want it to be like, but are in the same kind of area. So I have this ridiculously long Netflix list the whole time that's about mm. 150 movies, most of which are older movies. And so generally I end up seeing everything when it comes out on DVD, which you, is well, I think you just gave a great tip right there. I mean, it's, you know, Pippa's been in the business in various forms for a long time. And the fact is that you just gave a great tip Did as, I? To, what was it? as to how to do your homework. Ah, mm-hmm. You know, yes. that, that, you know, when you do watch movies, it's with the, the intent of watching in that genre. Yes. And I like the fact, too, that it's what it would be like and what it shouldn't be like yep. so that you can have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I can get it. There's an um, example of a company in England um, uh, that want to make a music based film. Uh, and you just, first of all, do you mean a musical or do you mean a music based film? No, they mean a band based film. There haven't been very many of those that are successful. There's been kind of singer songwriter films and so on. And they want to shoot it at a festival in the UK, which is a fantastic idea because they've got the rights to go and, you know, they can do that massive 150,000 crowd scene for nothing. Right. And then, you know, go into a smaller store. It's not going to be a big budget movie, but they're going to get that big budget feel of the festival. So um, I went and spoke to them and, and we, we referenced films because no matter what your background is, even if people have had very similar training or they all went to film school or whatever, you've always got a different language 
depending on who you trained with. And how, so for me, when I don't know these people, I looked up what they'd done and, and there wasn't anything that I'd immediately seen. They haven't got a huge raft of movies that I, that I knew. And uh, so the only way to do it is to say, well, what do you like and what do you want it to be like? Not that you want to copy it, but what, you know, I asked what, what movie do you wish you directed or which movie do you wish you produced? And, and if there isn't one, that's good as well because they think it's never been seen before. But if there's something that's close to it, and there was a, a film about the Edinburgh Festival that was a complete indie film at home, and I rather liked it, and it was much more from an actor's point of view, and it was all these, it was multi-stranded, multi-storied piece about people doing the Edinburgh Festival, and it did quite well. And so we referenced that, and we started there, and kind of worked outwards, and then we talked about. Um, movies that were specifically about you know a failed rock star or whatever. I think I think that's such a great way to go. You know, people are sometimes afraid when they're pitching an idea to reference a movie or a TV show that their project is like. And I'm always encouraging them them to do that so that the listener suddenly comes up with a visual. They go, oh, that kind of a movie. And yeah. that doesn't mean that your premise is exactly the same. No. But then tonally. Like you said, you're kind of chipping away at it till you get to the kind of movie that yeah. somebody really wants to do. Because how else to sort of visually how do you hone the it, same How do you pictures? hone it down? Yeah. Exactly. And, and they might have made a certain film and they don't want a film anything like that. So that doesn't always help you. Even if they've got a raft of movies, you know, they might be doing something completely different this time around and working with new people. And so, yeah, we, um, we, we got a little list together and... The guy that was going to direct it had already directed a music film, so I immediately watched that. In fact, I'd managed to find some of it on YouTube, so that gave me loads of cred in the meeting because I was able to say, oh, it's totally illegal on YouTube. It was there on, in 10, 17-minute segments or something Everything crazy. You know? on YouTube is illegal, yeah. And it's not on it anymore, so I think he immediately went straight home and got somebody to take it away. <laughs> but it was a festival hit with uh, Abigail Breslin in it. It's a oh, charming wow. movie. Um, I can't remember the name, can I? This is very embarrassing. It's charming. Look up charming it's movie. It's charming movie with Abigail Breslin. She's the daughter and, you know, sort of faded dad rock star, not rock star, but band guy. And he doesn't realise he's even got a daughter. And the mother turns up and dumps the kid with him. I saw a trailer go. for that. I and definitely it, know yeah. that. Because Abigail Breslin looks a lot older than yeah, in recent movies, right? Yeah, she sings and plays a guitar. And it's got yeah. beautiful music in it. And it's a very sweet father-daughter story. So it's about that. It's like, what sort of story do you want? It might be on the backdrop of a music film. Do you want mm -hmm. them to be musicians? Or do you just want to use a festival as a backdrop? There's a very different thing going on there. Absolutely. I think this is great because we're already learning stuff and I haven't even introduced Pippa. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't no. even have said anything, should I yet? No, uh, this is great. Ooh, ooh. No, are you kidding? Usually, you know, it takes about half an hour to get to any information at all. So this is excellent. <laughs> now, well, here we go. We've got uh, Pippa Hinchley, as I said, and she has been a leading TV film and theater actor since her teens. She's also a voiceover artist and more recently a credited screen and theater writer. Um, she's probably best known for her stint as super bitch Elaine Fenwick in Coronation. Nation Street. If you're British. If you are British. <laughs> um, and um, Canadian. Uh, you hit the screens as a teenager opposite Anthony Andrews in a post-nuclear war drama called Z for Zachariah. Yeah, it was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in the West End uh, with Jerry Hall in an American play, um, which is Bus Stop. Bus Stop. One of my favorite plays. And Sean Cassidy was also in that. Sean Cassidy, who apparently auditioned, I'll just tell you this because it's funny, auditioned by video. He was over here and the director was in New York and of course he's this high and they gave him the part and she's six foot God knows what. It's hilarious and he's supposed to like pick her up. There's the Marilyn Monroe yeah, part she right, was playing. Exactly. He's supposed to pick her up and throw her over his shoulder. 
crazy. I loved Sean Cassidy when I was a kid. I loved him. I, I hear... He, Yes, I loved him. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you've you've been on so many things, and then as I'm printing out her bio five minutes before she shows up, yeah, I find out it's good to know that Pippa was in NBC's Fergie and Andrew. Of course. And here's the thing: I'm playing Fergie <laughs> on NBC in 1992, right? Yes. Now don't wow. say that because okay. now they'll know I'm okay. 105. Well, but, but here's the thing: you don't understand. What? I watched that movie. <gasps> Not you? only did I watch that movie, I made an appointment to watch that movie because I love royals. I yeah. love them. I love them. And the minute that I knew that the TV movie was going to be on, and so now I'm like, oh my God, Pippa played Fergie. <laughs> I did. Oh my God. There you go. See, you, you have go. you have the biggest fan just sitting across. It wasn't me. truly awful. Do you know, I did a night Nightline interview last year, which was very odd because that was an awfully long time ago, but bizarrely it lives on because, you know, they did this Kate and... Uh, Kate and William, William and Kate, they yeah. did like last year, the TV movie. And apparently it was dreadful. I got interviewed in the UK whilst I was over there on a trip about how much better Fergie and Andrew was all those years ago. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> it was, I thought, my God, it's still bringing me publicity Everything after all this time. Around, baby. Everything comes around, baby. Everything comes around. I, You know what? Seriously, I think it's awesome. I'm going to let you have a copy of it, especially. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I even, I remember, like, I could even quote you a line from there. Really? Yes, I think I God, can. was it a particularly awful It was one? something like, uh, he asked her why she did it, and he, she said, to get your attention. Yes. Yes, thank you. I chopped her hair off. <laughs> thank you. Oh, yes. man. you got to give her yes. your hat now, Pippa. I'm, honestly, I I'm so impressed. I know. <laughs> and I might add that it was written in about two and a half seconds by what we called <laughs> Mac Writer over here. And, of course, it was all shot over there. I didn't come here to do it. And I did do, it was probably my first experience of really rewriting without, it being official because it had things like, gee, I'd love to get my buns out of here. <laughs> I said, you do realize that means, you know, sugar, sweetie cake. It's got to be arse or it's got to be rear end or backside, you know. Well, hilarious. let's get to you as a, as a writer, because in 2004, your short film Breaking Out premiered in Cannes and has been seen in over 20 international festivals. It won Best European Short at Premier Plans in 2005. Um, and uh, you also wrote 60 episodes, 60. Wow. Web is, yeah, but they were short, I'll explain. Uh, the hit teen drama, Sophia's Diary. Um, and you wrote, produced, and performed in the LA comedy festival hit show, Live Sex Girls. And that has become a web series since. Yes. Nice. Um, and, uh, Great title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were hoping to get porn traffic, which <laughs> I think we have, mostly Middle Eastern men, which is a little <laughs> bit disturbing. Um, but it, it hasn't actually worked quite as we thought. <laughs> you know what? Look, whatever gets you the click. Whatever gets right? the Right? Okay, so they click, they click off. There's, you know, Or they just wait until somebody, there's some boobage. Yeah. If there isn't, click yes, off. There is boobage. Matter. But I will tell you, I, I, watched, uh, I watched an episode today, and the reason I did not hug you on the way in is because I know what happens to people who hug you. So oh, there you go. Is it a killing? Yes, mm, exactly. Killing boyfriends trilogy. In fact, that we managed to stretch that out. <laughs> so, so what what was it that transitioned you from sort of being on TV in the UK, sort of having this career, and then now and then starting to write? What was it that that made you go there? Uh, uh, brutally desperation. Mm. So <laughs> in many ways, I. I've been, I was acting from a, quite a young age, from 16, so always as an adult, I wasn't a child actor. And I suppose, in retrospect now, I had always written, I'd always written silly sketches. 
always written comedy sketches, but never done anything with it formally, or, you know, or it was it was with the idea of doing them myself at some point. And that for me is still the only place really where I allow the hats to merge. Um, and I'd written, I don't know, a couple of short plays and I'd taken shows to Edinburgh um, and I'd written most of the material for the sketch shows and I took a one-woman show to Edinburgh and I knew that I wanted to write a full-length piece. Now, in one respect, had my career been so busy and so fantastic as an actor, I guess I might never have become a writer. So I have to say, in a bizarre way, thanks to that, because I probably wouldn't have had the time or the focus to do it. Um, and I probably would have just carried on doing small little sketches and what have you. So, um, I met a bunch of people I wanted to write something long form. And to be honest, it could have been a play. I grew up watching theatre. I grew up partly in Africa. We didn't even have television. Um, so, and I and didn't go to the movies, you know. <laughs> so, I wasn't a child of, of film and TV in the way that many people were, and especially here. Mm -hmm. And I happened to come across a bunch of people that had all won a prize to have a reading done of their short film scripts. And about six out of the winners were all on this particular screenwriting MA in London, which was the first in the country that was purely screenwriting, not just MA creative writing and had a film segment. And that was it. I, you know, if they'd been playwrights and they'd told me about their playwriting MA, it might have been playwriting instead or novel, you know. Um, so I applied and I got a place and it started three months later. So I did a screenwriting MA that was two years part-time and I managed to do it with whatever work I got as an actor. So that was great. And it was broken up into the three terms or semesters, as you say here. And then the first term you wrote a short film. And the second term you had to write an episode of something that existed on TV, half an hour. And you could choose sitcom or... Um, we have these half an hour dramas, a bit like a daytime drama. There's one called Doctors. Um, so you could do that if you wanted. And that was it. That was the choice. There was a particular sitcom <laughs> or Doctors, I think, that year. And then in the third term, you did an adaptation, which is fantastic and so useful because, as you know, 80% like of the stuff out there is adaptations from a novel or from something else. So really a different kind of skill to have. So you had to choose a short story or source material, and that was a half-hour piece. And then in the second year, you did your feature, or if you wanted to, you could do an original TV treatment and first episode or whatever. And it was the most fantastic thing. I respond very well to deadlines, but I do have to have somebody saying you've got to write this by a certain point. And also, you can write short form stuff and you really don't have the skills and the knowledge to, to extend it to long form. You know, it's crazy that people think I can just sit down and write a feature or I've written something short, I've written a sketch. The amount of times that I've since lectured on the difference between a sketch and a short film, that that is not a short film. What somebody's produced is a sketch and that there is a real difference in my opinion between something that you call a short film and a sketch in so, terms of so what you, you know i'm gonna ask it's, you yeah I, I, to me it's about theme mm -hmm. a sketch a, a comedy sketch and and, and don't get me wrong because a short film now it can be a micro short from 90 seconds it can be five minutes three minutes or 10 or 12 or 25 and they're such different animals but uh, it's about theme, it's about saying something. It's about when you get to the end, are you just trying to make somebody laugh at the end and there's a little twist, that's a sketch. Is mm. there something that you come away with and has there been any kind of transformation, even if it's tiny, within the character? So the whole motion of it, in my opinion, is different. You're so, trying so you to believe say that transformation is, that makes, makes it, it a, a film. film. Yeah. 
to me that's in a, in in that very literal way obviously there are all sorts of things that make something filmic mm -hmm. and cinematic which is different again but when people are making things you know inside an office or on a mobile phone you don't always have to tap into the cinema aspect of it these days and people are you know buying things and uploading them onto their mobiles and so the screen's only going to be so big anyway web series as we've seen it's like the wild west out there that's the future so so for me it's it, it's about that story what story you're trying to tell and even if it's really short and sometimes you can see it on a commercial i think commercials are great they tell an entire story yes yeah in 90 seconds and so i reference those as as look see what's happened you've actually learned so much about that family and where they're going yes they might have been trying to buy the car because that's the advert. right <laughs> sure but something's happened to them as a result of having that car or they've got a hope or a dream and it's fulfilled by having that that's a story and there are certain commercials that are a sketch right you're yes. in you're in on a joke yes you're right? just trying to yeah and that's fine as well because you're you're trying to sell a product in a commercial so i'm only using them when it just is the case that there are some fantastic commercials that tell a great little story very quickly mm -hmm. but they don't have to do that you know i think i think you really just just uh honed in on something that has we've been trying to define for well, I don't know 312 episodes something like that um, <laughs> that that difference between a, a sketch and a film because oh, really? yes so I, I think so we, we have had it. a lot of a lot of people on <laughs> sure why not we we have had a lot of people on who you know because I I happen to know a lot of comedians who've done short films and have done sketch writing and I think that what you just said really makes makes sense the idea of some transformation even if it's small it doesn't have to be that big aha no. moment right it just Absolutely. just like you said it's been that experience you just watched you know somebody came out slightly slightly changed. different it, ryan you're you're a, a, a sketch dude you know mm -hmm. right and yeah, a little bit more stand-up but yeah I, I did a web series for a year like as a commitment i was like i'm gonna put on an episode every week it was me and my buddy Dale Zawada, and it was called Between Gigs, and it was just what comedians right. do when we're not doing gigs. Mm. And uh, some of them were great, some of them were not, but the ones that we nailed felt so good, you know? And it, it, it just paid off, and I had this whole chunk. And if you watched them all the other, it's like three hours of entertainment, you know what I mean? And um, I learned a lot about filmmaking, so to speak, and, and sketch writing while I did that. But just having that commitment, and like you said earlier, deadlines, that really registered mm. with me. Because I'm like, oh, man, if I have, if Pilar goes, even for fun, like, uh, hey, I want to see a script of yours by next week. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to get on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Pilar wants to read it. Hey, uh, I want to see a, a script of yours by <laughs> yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. 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 really yeah. Well, it is, <laughs> if, if you're like me, if you're in anywhere kind of people pleaser, I mean, yeah. I don't want to let anybody, I might not be getting paid for a job, but I won't, I won't screw it up in any way, shape or form. Right. You know, it's like, if you said you were going to be there, you're going to be there. Exactly. And yeah. I feel really, really dreadful if anything <laughs> disrupts that. Sure. And it doesn't matter whether it's something you're being paid for or not. So if you're that kind of person, I say any kind of course is a good thing that makes you deliver something by a certain date. Definitely. And also if you're a little bit mean like me or broke like most of the world, spending money. May, I mean, how many people will go to the gym because they know they've got that money that they're paying yeah. every yeah. month sure. yeah. it makes you do it because otherwise you're throwing it in the bin mm -hmm. literally right so um anyway so the the ma i'll just tell you about the short film because i was very very fortunate so i i'd finished my ma and that that first term there was 20 odd people on my course that had all written a short film in theory crazily the university that it was attached to didn't put the ba filmmakers in touch with the ma screenwriters which seemed stupid so mm. 
you've got a lot of people doing directing at film school or uni and they're not again they, they sort of get a little bit up their backsides if you don't mind me saying with auteurship mm-hmm. and actually they'd probably do far better to be directing somebody else's script mm-hmm. somebody that's spending two years learning how to write scripts with sure. somebody yeah. who's spending two or three years learning how to make film you know mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I can bang on about that endlessly <laughs> anyway so there, but we did find some people that were kind of putting out calls for, for short scripts and I, I don't even remember who I sent it to now but I sent my short film off emailed it to somebody somewhere and it ended up at the London Film School and some guy had it on his desk and about a year later when I was in my second year I got a phone call saying we're really interested in making your short which was Breaking Out which is a very intense, dark um, sort of psychological thriller or almost horror, not quite horror Um, and I was very excited and they did make it and it had a fabulous director who made my script better than it was in my opinion and shot it beautifully, digitally, and everybody to this day thinks it was shot on film. Wow. Yeah, it, it has a certain... Have you seen it? Yes, yeah, it, it has this certain really dark look to it that feels... Yeah, it yeah. feels like something that you're just watching in theater. And the producer took a huge risk because when you send off to, to try and get a film into Cannes, it has to be premiered there. And Cam was like a year, we'd missed it for one year. And so she waited all that time because if it had got into anything else, then it then wouldn't be eligible for Can. And we got in. And they chose, there's Critics Week at Can and the Can shorts. And I think collectively, there's seven shorts in one and 10 in the other. I mean, that's 17 shorts from around the world. That's and we great. got in. So it was amazing. That's great. Um, and not funny. Let me just tell you, <laughs> not funny. There's not a, an ounce of funny in this. Script. No, there's not yeah. an ounce of funny. <laughs> so, so that must have been a little bit. I mean, you seem like you're a naturally funny person. You sort of, you know, you, you put up these sketches. You know, just your energy is very. You have all that comedy in you. What was it that made you write something that I was? Do, uh, I do. I really uh, uh, connect to both. Mm. I love a really, really tight, taut drama as much as I will like love a comedy and it's very much the same with the acting head is that as soon as I've done a comedy I immediately want to do something deep and meaningful (laughs) and vice versa so I think it's about being chameleon in your tastes chameleon as an actor chameleon you know or arrogance oh I think I can write everything I can write any job you know maybe it's that but I I'm a fan of lots of different things and I don't see why you have to be put in a box until somebody says you're in that box and at the moment I'm not in any particular box so it's whatever goes first you know now you're out here yeah you're out here so you're not there anymore and uh so what's what's your intention being out here considering what a big shot you are out there i'm not a big shot out there (laughs) at all i'm still like so many of us still desperately chasing that first feature credit and you know despite the recession and despite reality TV, you still have an awful lot more going on here and things that get green lit than we do. Um, and it might still happen over there. And for writing, it doesn't really matter where I am. So and I didn't, I got a fabulous agent in London, but I didn't get it off that short film. I got it off the short film plus them reading my screenplay, which again, I wrote on the second year of my MA. So, hey, how good was that MA for me? <laughs> you know, if you do it diligently and you follow, you know, yeah. right, sure. then it can be great because I walked away with 
a short film script, uh, a half-hour comedy for something that was on TV, an adaptation of an Oscar Wilde short story that was an animation. I wrote it as an animation and a feature film. So I w walked away with a portfolio, if you like, of work. Yeah. And I had the short film made. So that actually, and it got into Cannes, which was fantastic. So then I had something that was actually on celluloid or digitally on celluloid. Um, and then th that enabled me to get an agent and then... You know, that's still a really slow process. I get some nice interviews and I get put forward for things, but I still don't have that feature script. And then I got Sophia's Diary, which was groundbreaking because it was the first thing ever that started off as a web series and went directly onto terrestrial TV. Mm. Wholesale. I mean, they didn't remake it. So, um, so I ended up with TV credits by default. That's great. That's cool. You know, and what year was that? Um, it was just before I came out, so it was like five years ago. Okay. Um, and I'd only got TV. I'd written for some sketch shows before then. But that was, again, before my MA. It was very haphazard. I'd see a sketch show on TV, and I'd just call up a producer and say, do you take sketches from outside the, the team that writes? Because we don't have huge writers. We don't have writers' rooms at home. We don't have teams and teams of people mm -hmm. writing for a show. It's very tiny and close-knit. And as you can see from things like The Office, you know, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant wrote that. They exhaust themselves or are tired of it after a couple of series, and it ends because we don't have that huge machine where we're saying we want this to carry on for seven years and we order up. 22 episodes <laughs> which is the other reason why you remake stuff that you buy off us I mean, oh yeah a, we totally do a the yeah. american thing and b that it's got to have longevity and you're going to have 22 writers all working on it and it's going to be this huge factory mm -hmm. and i think that's fine usually up to about series three and then you should probably stop then we don't. should <laughs> we should american yeah. excess right yeah. we just never know when to yeah, stop it's like bleeding it dry <laughs> and it's really two awkward. and a half men is still on well <laughs> actually i still love i mean with ashton it. i think i yeah. did put a new twist on it well, did you see the other new twist they're supposed to add what are they adding they're supposed to add uh, Charlie had a daughter with with somebody in the past and well, she's that, that makes she's logical a lesbian sense. that oh. hooks up with a lot of girls like her dad did kind of a thing oh. I don't know if so it was she's the female version she's a female, she's a female like female an incarnate slapper, of, as yeah, we'd say yeah yeah so <laughs> I was like because what's his name's leaving the, the son the oh Angus T. Jones, because he made some comments about how yeah he's gone very Christian. I guess yeah, yeah, he yeah. doesn't think it's appropriate anymore right. for him to be. And I was like a bit late, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how Isakam could suddenly come up with, "Hey, there's yeah. your daughter." There was a daughter. Knock, knock ding dong. <laughs> Hi, I'm cousin here. Oliver. Yes, it is. I was just thinking I just, of that. By the way, he was in Sharknado. His name's Robbie Wrist. Was everybody and, uh, in Sharknado with he was, you? That's right. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Ryan was actually in Sharknado. You can, can that's... I, can I see it? Can I, I know. He's, can I see it? If you blink, you'll miss it. It's about, about three seconds. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy, uh, Robbie Rist, was Cousin Oliver on The Brady Bunch, and he gets killed uh, by the Hollywood sign crushes him in Sharknado. That is great. Awesome. But I didn't realize it was him until afterwards. At the premiere, the red carpet thing, I saw him. And he also did the voice of Michelangelo in the Ninja Turtles movies. Oh, well, that's very yeah. cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Fred, very talented Yeah, dude. I guess so. <laughs> very cool dude. I guess so. Ding dong. Ding dong. Lesbian daughter, ding dong. <laughs> Oliver, Oliver the lesbian daughter. There you go. Um, <laughs> I should let everybody know that Pippa is actually teaching a class, um, and it is on web series writing. I'm sorry, writing for the web series and short film. Yep. She is not teaching through me, unfortunately, because we kept 
I wanted she her blew me out. to teach her <laughs> to teach here, but be, with all this moving that I've been doing and yeah. not knowing where I would be, I kept saying, I can't, I can't schedule yet. But one of these days, but so I the, went behind her back, she found did. somewhere else, she cheated on me. It's not in the else. valley, though. That's all right, man. It's all right. <laughs> we'll have you here eventually. But I should let everybody know it is at Studio C Artists. Mm-hmm. It's a little theater space and studio on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, if people know, it's on Theater Row. So the complex and the Hudson and the Comedy Central stage. Most Everybody knows oh, yeah. that around right here. So it's just along next door to the complex. And it is Thursday, September 12th at 7 p.m. It's only 45 bucks. And uh, you can, where do they go? What's the website? They go to the Studio artist, Studio C Artist ah, website. I, think it's I see it here. Uh, oh, it's long. Uh, www.institute.studiocartists.com That's what I've got here. Really? Yeah? I think if they just go to Studio C Artists, they'll find it. Go to studiocartists.com. And so I thought, well, you know, Pippa's teaching teaching a class on writing for the web series and short film. Maybe we can get a a couple of lessons from from Pippa. And um, uh, you already gave us, you know, some some valuable advice, the difference between a, a sketch show and a film. Um, tell, tell us a little bit more about some of the ways you're going to be guiding your students. Well, it's going to be really interesting because I, I don't know who or what I'm going to get. This, the venue is an acting school mm-hmm. and they have workshops with various practitioners coming in. Could be casting directors, could be directors, whatever. Um, and so it's likely that I'll get quite a few actors that want to write, which can be a great thing. I mean, it's a a rash generalization but actors can be very good at dialogue because they're very used to improvising and it sounds natural and they're acting out in their heads um i could just get people that want to want to write and haven't done any i could get people that have written in another medium but want to write for the screen what i love about web the web idea and short films especially when we're talking about something of kind of five minutes or under is that it's doable that you will actually, if you if you do what I say, you'll you'll end up with a script where you write the end, where you write fade out. And I think there's too many people that get stuck because they try and write a feature first, and they, with or without any kind of tra- formal training, what the principles that you're going to get in during the evening are going to be good for absolutely any writing. There's not some magic thing, but and I have a huge respect for the short film and webisode for that matter, because they're a little art form in themselves. And they're different animals depending on whether you're doing a micro short that's 90 seconds like the commercials we talked about, or whether it's a five minute short. And the amount of story you can tell in 10 minutes can be huge. And actually, technically, if you want to submit to festivals, I think shorts go all the way up to half an hour. I think Mm. in Cannes, it's even 40 minutes. So they're massively different beasts. And if you if you have a few tools, I'm not saying that everybody has to go through training, but I think unless you're a genius and you've extrapolated how things are done just by watching movies or reading some books, it's possible. But what it does is give you a massive shortcut, is that you you're reading and learning stuff from people that have worked those things out and are now offering them to you without having to work it all out for yourself. And so it's, to me, enormously useful. Every single thing on my MA, whether I agreed with all of it or not, and we, we dipped into lots of different writing gurus and teachers and books. We, there was no, it's not prescriptive. There was no one person that we were following. Um, but what you'll find is when something resonates with you and you kind of just get it, 
it's going to give you a shortcut. So you're not going to have to go back and back and back and go, what did I do wrong with my script? And where's it? Where, why can't I understand how to fix it? You, you're going to, I mean, you still probably have to do all those things. You're still going to have to rewrite, but you will almost certainly get a sure, surer way through than if you're just sitting on your own. And it's such an isolating thing anyway. I'm all for people getting in a room and meeting each other or even online and meeting each other. And writers groups are essential. Ways of getting feedback and notes that are good that you can trust uh, is absolutely essential. Um, so I'm even going to talk to them about how they'll form a group. I'm hoping that at the end of the evening there will be people that have formed little groups so that they can exchange their stuff. So it's going to be a huge session. Um, it's going to be four hours long. Four hours long. There you go. Four With a little break it's $45? Yeah. That's a really good it's because workshop that, price. If, if, if it goes well, then they might start to do a program there. But th sure. because it's an acting place and I'm tapping into their database as well as, of course, going crazy myself, which is how you knew about it, <laughs> sending it out to everybody and, and marketing it myself. But we just wanted to see how it went. So what we're going to do is uh, find out who's in the room. You know, do we have directors, writers, actors, mixture of everything? Find out um, something about whether anybody's written anything before or whether I, I suspect most people will be new writers because sadly there are people that could benefit from this but they think oh I'm already beyond that <laughs> <So> <laughs> I have a few things to say about that um, we're going to do an analysis uh, of a webisode and I haven't quite chosen which one yet but I'll probably go with um, the guild the Gilders, yeah. Because, and, it, and and talk about the marketing of it and how, you know, she, Felicity has tapped into, the, the beauty of it is that she's tapped into the computer savvy, i.e. the gaming world, people that already are online on the web. That's the beauty of it. That's why it was hugely successful, as well as it being funny, as well as it being well-written and so on and so forth. And I want to look at one, you know, and they're only like five minutes each, look at one that's just somebody out there that's made a web series that I think's good, that isn't didn't have a star in it and wasn't Lisa Kudrow, which is I love web therapy as well. I mean that's a, a beautiful example of keep it simple, and if it's great writing, yes, she's very fortunate because it's her and she's got friend the friends in it literally right. from friends and so on. But um, and then and do the same, do an analysis of a short as well. What uh, jumping to the actual writing of it? If somebody was going to to say, okay, I'm going to do a web series, where would they begin? What is the first thing that you would have them do? I'm hoping people will come with, they'll, they, they'll have something they want to write. So I'm going to talk about ideas a lot and where we get them from and how, whether to sort of work out if they're good ideas that have got mileage or not, especially if they're talking about web series. It might be somebody that's got a good idea, but it's really a short film, not a web series, mm -hmm. that it's not going to have legs. So we'll talk about the differences between those two. But for me, I think people... Um, we're going to do some brainstorming. I'm going to take examples from the people in the room. So you might start because start off with a great character, especially if you're an actor. I suspect that there'll be people going, oh, I'd love to write something about this character I can think of in my head. Somebody else, more unusually, might have a plot line. You know, they've read a news article or they've heard a little story about, you know, a, a heist that went wrong or whatever it is. Somebody else, and this is where I want to open them up a bit, is a piece of music or a poem or just an image they saw or a photograph they saw that totally inspired them. And they want to do something with it, but they're not. So what, what I want to do is I'm going to get everybody to write their idea 
whatever it is, on a piece of paper. And then during the break, when they go off and get a coffee, I'm going to pick a couple. And what I want to do is I like to pick a character and then put it on the board and say to people, okay, what kind of story could this character be involved in? That's going to that's going to be a piece for for them. So often you'll have somebody that's got a character, but they don't know what what their character story is. And sometimes people have got a story idea and they don't know what kind of characters to do. So we'll look at the character, get depth. I mean, they're always there's never enough depth on the character. I'll always give them this crazy questionnaire whether you know they have to know whether their character's got religious or political beliefs and they're like, oh, I haven't thought about that. They might have done because that might actually be what their story is going to be about but there's so many questions and what's their sexuality and it's a psychology questionnaire so we can talk a lot about the psychology of character. And we brainstorm it around the room so well, what if this person met an opposite kind of person? Talk about the character that they might come up against or a thing that they might come up against and literally form in a very small short way for a short piece a plot and story type which will in include tone and not so much genre in short pieces, but it might involve genre very much so in web, um, create a story that goes with that character and then vice versa with somebody that's got this kind of idea or plot idea or an image. And what can we do with that? What do you want to say with this? I come from the, the MA that I did was led by a guy who's very, very intense man and wrote an incredibly difficult book to read. But one thing he did in it was this fabulous thing called The Matrix, which I love and everybody <laughs> thinks you're talking about the movie, which gets them interested. And then you go, no, sorry, it's hard work. <laughs> but it's, it's basically a, grit, a checklist. So we talk about story, theme, genre, tone, character, plot. And that's a lot to get through, but I'm going to touch on all six aspects and say this is your check. This is all the things you need to think about, whether you're doing something that's five minutes long or a feature film. But let's talk about the fact that it is five minutes long. OK, you got all those elements. Right. One thing that I know I've been personally pushing people to do a little bit is lose the first act, you know, because it, if it is on the Web, if it is five minutes long, we got to jump into that experience. I don't think people have the time to set up and explore who the character is before they have this experience. Mm -hmm. We have to sort of have the character in the experience, really get a sense of who that character is, and then what the experience is, and, and be there so we want to figure out how this all plays out and not click. Yeah, because I think the minute that you have all this set up, people are like, oh, "Okay, all right, I I don't have enough time for this." Click. Mm -hmm. um, well, I don't know. How do how do you how do you feel I, about that? I think that's the the classic setup mistake. Don't you think that sometimes we, when we're writing features, you should actually start at the beginning of the second act? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Even you, for features, I think I think you're right. It it should be shortened first act, it's and it has been for a little bit. About but. making a scene, any scene, do multiple jobs. Mm, I think. Yes. So you have yes, you're going to have to introduce your characters in the obviously there's a first time the audience is going to see them on screen but how many other things can you do at the same time you can shove them straight into story plus reveal character plus you know the the 90 second really good commercial that tells a story is a great lesson for that you see a family it's sometimes about tapping into archetypes as well i mean if it's comedy you can do it much more easily in some respects because you can be almost stereotypical with the kinds of characters and types that you go for where you just go oh that's the soccer mum oh that's the dad that's you know you know the type right. 
But audiences are so savvy these days. We know these types. This used to be the sort of thing writers would talk about, but not the general public. Now the general public talk about it. Oh, she was a typical this. She was a that. that. It was this kind of family. So without... You have to find your original way of doing it, so you do have to still work hard, but you can also tap into things that people recognise instantly. If you're telling a really tricky, odd, quirky short film, then you have to work harder in a different way, and you do need some set-up time to, to uh, explore the character. But then generally the rest of the film is shorter, so you can afford that, because people have got to tap into those characters no matter how long it is, just as much as they do when you introduce them in a feature. And that's why I think it's an art form in itself, because that's really hard to do. It is really hard yeah. to do, and I think it has to do with really getting a sense of the picture. You know, what what picture are you taking yeah. in the very first shot? Yeah. And, and people have to start thinking that way, that it's not always just the words on the page. You know, immediately you have to sort of imprint that visual, yes. and you have to start thinking like the movie is... You have to see the movie. You have to see the... Yeah. the the web. I mean, it, uh, and also, I mean, I, I would definitely use Sophia's diary as a as a template for that. Some of the episodes were up to seven minutes. Some of the shortest ones were three minutes. I think the first ones that they, they did before I was on board it as a writer were three minutes long. I mean, it seems crazy, but it's instant. She's a school kid. It's a fish out of water story. We'll talk about story types. People tap into that. She's a new girl at a school. Orange she's is the new black. She's in jail. And yeah. then you're like, well, how, why is she in jail? And the whole series is just these flashbacks to all these characters you meet in the present. There you go. And you, and you so it talk about like your archetypes, right? Yeah. Even though you go, oh, okay, I know that character externally. She's that archetype. Yeah. When you flashback, you get just a little bit more. Then you've yeah. got you know? the personal writer's spin on it and the exactly. originality. But yeah. it imprinted right away yes. that we're right. like, okay, we're here, we're with these people, you get it, and then you can sort <coughs> of start scratching away at it and nobody's yeah. clicking off the TV. A perfect and example is uh, on the one of the first couple episodes, they are trying to starve her at the prison and mm -hmm. she's, she can't eat and they she flashes back to a scene with her and her boyfriend doing a cleanse. And the idea of not eat, just drinking w a lemon water for mm. a week or two or whatever. Mm. And I thought that was such a clever way of, you know, it was like uh, she was out of jail forcing herself to not eat. And now she's in jail and she can't eat. And she's like, oh, my God. It was just a really cool way to show this bonding moment with her partner and uh, what she's going through in the present in the jail and how to get over that. And it was just mm. it was, it was great. And it does multitask. Like yeah. you said, it does do all Absolutely. those things at one time. I'm glad you're hooked on that show, too. Oh, totally four episodes hooked. in. Love so, it. Yeah, me, too. Me, too. Yeah. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to call you. Watch it. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it, that, that thing exactly, they're back to the, the sort of three, five minutes. I mean, the, Felicity Day does it. Sophia's Diary did it. Use the medium. It's about people sitting at a computer on their webcams. You can tell a load. It's Sophia's Diary. So she's telling her diary. She's, we're right into the story. Today this happened. You already know. She's a young girl. She's in a new school. She hates, hates, hates her stepmother. Bang. We're right in there. And then we cut to the school. And this was the top of every episode and the end of every episode. So you've got a nice little framing device. Um, it was fantastic fun to write when it was the online version. Of course, when it went onto television, they couldn't do this because it was interactive. It was like, um, I think you call it here, the choose your own adventure idea. Mm, yeah. So every week, th these little episodes went out every weekday. So kids were coming home from school and watching it and they could go on the website and ask questions. It was really, really interactive. And in the middle of the week, Sophia, the school kid, would have a dilemma. And it was usually sort of a bit of a moral dilemma. Like she saw she saw her best friend kissing an, uh, a boy that's not her, the boy friend should she tell mm -hmm. the kids were so moral god it was annoying so we had to write both both outcomes, uh, outcomes, outcomes. Yeah. to set up the dilemma 
and then write both outcomes. But then the really hard thing was to, to end it so that it didn't keep branching off into more and more stories. So by Friday, we were back on track and they'd film both. And then the kids voted online and the, uh, the one that was picked was the one that would be voted for the most. So there was loads of stuff that I wrote that was filmed that I'd never seen. Oh, wow. Because it was the one that didn't get picked. And then, of course, when it went straight onto Channel 5, um, they couldn't do that. They just chose... What Whichever they, they, sort yeah. of worked better dramatically. Exactly. So although it looks, uh, I don't, I'm not doing myself down, but it's not 60 episodes, like 60 half hours. They were seven minutes or five minutes, but it still became instantly a TV thing and they bundled them together. So it was great. It was a dream job, but I'm not a big thing over there. Like, <laughs> look, you have I been. Was, I've done a lot of stuff. I'm known in the industry as an actor very much. You have so. been compared to being the, the female Ricky Gervais. I read that yeah, somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. There, that you was here. there you there go. There you go. Ah. <laughs> um, I want to, before we go, I just want to let everybody know how I, how I met Pippa, which was that I was at. Uh, Sometimes I'm at the Script Writers Network three-day marathon. I'll come it's on great. in and I'll just help people. I'll just do a little on-the-spot consulting and looking at their first page. And I looked at Pippa's first page, just one page. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> you know, it just had that kind of, there was sort of all this air on the page and yet it really homed in on like this, you know, the character, you got a great experience out of it. I mean, it was just a great read in one page. And, and uh, and and it was a treat. So right away we became friends. So See? <laughs> I know where there to come go. for an ego trip. That's very kind of you. I now want you to look at the entire script and fix it as well. I might add. See, no problem. I'm just going to give you a deadline and charge you something. There and you this go. Is, exactly. You and like this that. is and this is the thing for everybody out there. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you teach or not. Everybody has to have the person they go to, whether they pay them or they're fortunate enough to have somebody really good. Who they swap with? I do that in my writers group, but you, you know, you're swapping your skills, you're swapping your time rather than money. But everybody has to have that. There is no writer that that doesn't need that, no matter how much experience you have to have that perspective. As a comedian, I run every joke by my wife first, and she's God, like, "That my must be tough." That is <laughs> that's the toughest. Yeah. she will straight up go, "That's not funny." My or, mother's the only one that yeah. I trust telling me whether my if I'm doing a play, I'm trusting uh -huh. my performance. You yeah. know, I, I I'm literally more nervous about my mum coming to see it than. <laughs> anybody else sure because i know she'll tell me the truth if yeah. i think something's a little bit dodgy or right, right, right. you know i however just don't want to know the truth i just <laughs> plow forward <laughs> it's a very different skill isn't it being able to to be a script consultant doctor give amazing notes is a completely different skill i know people who aren't very good writers who are brilliant at doing that and yeah. vice versa great writers but they can't give feedback to, for toffee so yeah. you know just know that it's a really really good <laughs> well, I see oh, thank you so much. When um, is your class, Pippa? Oh, September the 12th okay. at 7 o'clock um, at Studio C, C on Theatre Row, Santa Very Monica good. Boulevard. I have a neighbor who is trying to start a web series and she's 17 and she would totally benefit yeah, from that. Yeah, and so they I'm are going to get an awful lot for their buck. It sounds oh, like it. Sounds like it yeah. Jeez, four hours. Pippa's going to be texting me in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> I need water, bring food. <laughs> well, I used to teach the short film at London University. And I, you know, that was over 22 weeks of Monday nights. And I know that what I'm secretly trying to do is get all of that in four hours. <laughs> it's probably going to be an absolute... You can do it. You're talking to <laughs> no, well, they're the queen get of the four-hour class. They're going to get distillation of those things. And it will be completely overwhelming. And they're things that people will need to hear again and again. I still... I, when I teach, I go back and look at my scripts and go, God, I didn't take my own advice there, <laughs> did I? Yeah. You know, you can't hear the stuff often enough, yeah. really. 
So you hear well, that, Leah? Sign up for Pippa's workshop, Leah, who's going to listen to this podcast. Hello, hey, Leah. Leah. I'm not scary. I'm quite nice. <laughs> I bring snacks for the middle as well. You and see, listen, oh, wouldn't you just go. like to listen to Pippa for four hours? Oh my God! This yeah. is God. nice. This is heaven forbid. That's what a real <laughs> there. You go. So um, I also want to remind everybody um, that the fall classes are starting at on the page. The fall classes, the six week classes, first draft and rewrite. First draft is starting in September. Six weeks to basically getting your stuff on the page. It really will happen. Um, we'll move from premise into outline, into pages very quickly. Um, and I think getting a lot of work actually done. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to do it. So uh, check that out on onthepage.tv. It starts out September 14th. And we will be in our brand new, new studio. studio. Yes, yes, yes. Down in, uh, moving to the snooty part of Studio City. Can't oh wait. Woohoo! New studio in Studio City. That's right. And next week will be the very last podcast that has been, t- that will be taped here over the 7-Eleven. Uh, it won't be the last booze. podcast. I'll bring booze. I'm <laughs> thinking about it. We have law enforcement types in the next podcast, so maybe we yeah. stay sober. Okay. And also because when I'm not, I suck. So <laughs> law enforcement types. I was law enforcement dudes coming on the next on the For next people one. that want to write crime stuff? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. My apartment comedy show that I do at my apartment, the mm-hmm. cops showed up the last one. Did I tell you that? Yeah. And they said, uh, this is pretty cool. Carry on. <laughs> They said, we got a noise complaint, but this is just people having a good time. So keep doing I do a stand-up show in my apartment. They weren't complex. the joke police. No, the ones that come were... around and go, excuse me, sir, no. you're guilty of telling a bad joke. <laughs> no, they were the Burbank police. They, oh, were, okay. they hung out for like a half hour. Great. Hilarious. They're probably the Burbank police. Mm-hmm. Man, there is probably a TV show just in the Burbank police. Yeah. Yes. Don't you think? The yeah. stuff that they have to break up. Oh, another comedy yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> and they're all secretly hoping that they're on the next police reality show. Yeah, yeah. really, really. <laughs> they look really good. Well, um, um, everybody go check out and see uh, Ryan's shows. You can see them. Uh, RyanBuds.com. RyanBuds.com. B-U-D-D-S. And my next one at my apartment, if you live in the Sherman Oaks, Burbank area, is September 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah, baby. Woo! Totally free. B-Y-O-B. Send me a message. We had a listener come last time with his wife. What? Uh, Carl? Carlton? Carlton. Carlton. Thank Yay. you, Carlton. And uh, also, if you live in this area, I host Trivia with Buds, which is my trivia night, mixed with uh, a little bit of comedy every single Sunday night, 7 to 9, at the Snug in Burbank on Magnolia and Pass. So come play that for free and win a bunch of prizes. And if you come and say you are a listener of On the Page, I'll give you a prize just for showing up. Wow. Yeah. I'm a listener of On the Page. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go for a you prize. You get a free painting. Any okay. room in your house. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan Bud. All right. Thank you, Pippa Hensley. Thank you so much. Can I just add a quick thing to that? Sure. Uh, talking about all... it's um, For the web and the short film thing, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just sorry. wanted to say uh, it's. I'm going to be quite hard with people that think they can just write and not actually go out and make it themselves. Yeah. Because really now there's no excuse. People have made features on a mobile phone. You know, that it, we're going to talk about out of necessity, I produced my own sketch show. I don't want to be a producer. I did it out of necessity, but you can do it. I love that. Good. You know? Good. So that, because your script, you, having a great script is hard enough, but that's just the beginning. It's You haven't realized it as a piece. And also, uh, people should also go to, is it uh, Pippa, PippaHinchley.com? They may. Okay. PippaHinchley.com. P-I-P-P-A. Hinchley, H-I-N-C-H-L-E-Y.com for all things Pippa. And yes, your email's on there so you can, they can ask Take you questions. And, uh, and again, check out onthepage.tv. I really hope to see some of you guys in the fall. And thank you, Pippa, again. You're welcome. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Everybody out there, thank you for listening and have a good writing week.
Yay!